Thought Bubble Audio. Frank, and you're listening to The Gospel According to Lucas, where the Force meets Catholicism. Each episode, we analyze scripture through the lens of Star Wars to uncover the Christian connection with a galaxy far, far away. If you'd like to read along with us, you can find a link to today's readings in the show notes at thegospelaccordingtolucas.com or right in your podcast app. We're using the New American Bible. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing for free to The Gospel According to Lucas in your favorite podcast app. And you can visit thegospelaccordingtolucas.com for links to subscribe. And finally, if you like what we do, please consider making a donation at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. And with me today, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Tim. What are we reading today, Tim? Hi, Frank. Today we are reading the gospel for the third Sunday of Lent. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Since the Passover of the Jews was near... Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He found in the temple area those who sold oxen, sheep, and doves, as well as the money changers seated there. He made a whip out of cords and drove them all out of the temple area with the sheep and the oxen and spilled the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who sold doves, he said, Take these out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples recalled the words of Scripture, Zeal for your house will consume me. At this, the Jews answered and said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews said, This temple has been under construction for 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days? He was speaking about the temple of his body. Therefore, when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they came to believe the scripture in the word Jesus had spoken. While he was in Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover, many began to believe his name when they saw the signs he was doing. But Jesus would not trust himself to them because he knew them all and did not need anyone to testify about his human nature. He himself understood it well. The Gospel of the Lord. You know, Tim, at first glance, the Jesus that we see in today's Gospel seems very different than the Jesus that we're used to seeing. Instead of turning the other cheek, he's turning over tables. You might ask why. Isn't he usually preaching you know, love and peace? In Return of the Jedi, we also see a very different Luke Skywalker than we're used to. He's all dressed in black and he displays this, really this almost unsettling calm that's a far cry from the farm boy who whined about going to Tashi Station to pick up power converters. Much like Jesus entered the temple full of money changers and, and sincere worshipers alike, Luke enters Jabba the Hutt's palace filled with you know, Jabba's shady associates and his innocent victims in a lot of cases. While the Jedi famously warn against anger, which leads to hate and suffering, Luke gives Jabba a simple ultimatum. Jabba, this is your last chance. Free us or die. And when Java doesn't take that warning seriously, we see Luke make good on his threat, and he unleashes the full power of his Jedi training. If you've been following the thread of the Star Wars saga up to that point, you know that Luke's actions really are justified. 
the Huts have amassed power and wealth through crime and evil, and he's acting to save his friends, to save Han. He's he's put together, orchestrated this whole plot to save Han and restore balance to an unjust situation. Jesus flipped tables in the temple not to bring about change through violence like some kind of first century revolutionary fighting the civil authorities. He's not telling us that we should regularly resort to this kind of action. He does it to restore the spiritual balance and justice. In 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 St. John's telling of the story that you just read, Tim, Tim uh, he says, stop making my father's house a marketplace. In St. Luke's telling of the same story, he goes so far as to say, it is written, my house shall be a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of robbers. So Jesus is really displaying a righteous anger here. And he can, he's justified in that because he's God. He has authority over the people who he's uh, who he's talking to. His authority over the aristocracy and the establishment of the day, uh, who he says are, are turning the temple into a den of robbers. Uh, he... He's delivering a radical call to holiness, and he's pointing to a new kind of worship. He's foreshadowing his own death and resurrection, and he's calling on us to remain spiritually alert, just in the same way that he is like alert to, to the things that, you know, everything that was happening in the temple there is, is in some way based on, um, based on the Old Testament, right? The, the money changers are there because they're changing the money from uh, money that has the picture of Caesar on it to money that can be used in the temple to to buy, uh, you know, the sheep and the oxen, everything you mentioned for for making sacrifices. The same, just that the way that in in uh, the Old Testament, God asked for those sacrifices to be made. So there, there's a root, you know, there's a root to a lot of what's happening there that is um, that comes from a good place, but it's gone off track. And he is there to put people back on track, to get them to be spiritually alert, to live radically for God and to strive for more than just sort of a mediocre spirituality. He's already fought the fight and won the victory for us. We don't have to fight, fight in the same way that he is because he has conquered sin and death and by his wounds we are healed. So a lot like we're, we're a lot like Han in this story where he was rescued by Luke's actions, right, with help from uh, Leia and Chewie and Lando. And in a similar way, we are saved by Christ's actions. He flipped the tables. The temple of his body was destroyed and restored for us. And so our call is to live by his commandments, to to keep that spiritual alertness and to, to be aware of uh, that mediocrity and, to, and to, to stay vigilant, stay alert, live by his commandments and spread the good news to the world. Right. I like that what you said about... Um we being Han in that situation, if you look at Jabba's palace as the temple and Luke is Jesus and, 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 and these things, I like that um, the quote-unquote flipping tables is the thing that, that wakes Han up, right? Mm. You know, because um, Han, for two films, was actually running away, right? And so he the first movie, he just does a job and he only comes back at the last second to have his change of heart. But then all of Empire Strikes Back, he's literally like, I'm just dropping you off so I can leave. I'm not part of the rebellion anymore. Bye, princess. Bye, friends. Bye, everybody. It's not until Luke wakes him up from his deep slumber, you know, whatever, that Leia wakes him up. But you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. because even up to the beginning of this movie, he's still like, I'm out of commission for a little while. Everyone gets illusions of grandeur. Like, he's still like, come on, what's wrong with you? Be be realistic. 
That's right. That's right. And he is he's well, if you want to get really specific, he's blind, right? Yeah. And so but it when he goes outside, he starts to regain his vision, right? He's blinded by the sun. It's very allegory of the cave. Um, and so, you know, he, the, the sun has blinded him, but it's also delivered truth to him. And that truth is delivered through Luke, mm. through Luke's, mm-hmm. through Luke's actions, um, because it's only through uh, trusting all of these people that are or that's orchestrated by Luke and Luke's kind of larger than life action. His flipping table does does Han come to the realization that, hey, guess what? This is actually where I belong. I've got to live for the rebellion and so for mm-hmm. us we have to live for christ you know we have to be as you said spiritually reattuned yes yeah and and to be to be clear you know i had a little bit of going back and forth as i was coming up with this and thinking on this there are times for action to be very clear it's not like oh we don't have to do anything now because jesus did it so like no more action like it's not that there's never a time for action but he the the, the, the kind he's already done the ultimate action he's paid the ultimate price he's fought the ultimate fight for us um and won the ultimate victory for us. There are times of, of action for us, but the kind of action we are called to is a different kind of action. Um, we're mm-hmm. not called to physically go out and flip tables and and uh, uh, do all of that. We're called to bring others to Christ, uh, to live to live our life in as Christ-like a fashion as we can and bring people to him through that, but also then to to you know, go and make disciples of all nations. That's um, right. That's, that's right. That's You're also kind of quoting... Action. That's right. You're also quoting Micah, right? You know, you're called to act for justice, yes. you know, um, you know, uh, to love tenderly. Um, we, um, called to love one another. Walk, walk, walk humbly with one God. Another, walk humbly with God. I was like, God, how does the like, song go? How does the song go? <laughs> how does the song go? We're not allowed to sing the song anymore, Frank, because David Haas is a piece of poop. That's right. So, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So we're I not forgot allowed that to sing the him. song anymore. And I'm trying really hard not to sing. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, a little, uh, look, a little look it up. A little bit. <laughs> look it up. Yeah. Look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, the composer of that song is is a poopy head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so to, and to so put it mildly, we, yes. we, yeah, that's right. For people who don't know, actually, I could say it on Like I'm a music director at, at my church at the, at the, at a, at, um, at a Catholic church. And so like it greatly affects my job. Yeah. Um, and so like a lot of times I will, oh, I, I'm like always thinking about liturgical music and like how that like flows in and out. So like, oh, when you, when I was like, oh, you quoted Prophet Micah, that's not me knowing the Bible. That's me knowing a song right. that I know adapts the prophet. But that's Micah. why we have the songs, right? It's to help that's us. That's exactly right. To help us that's have exactly the recall. exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Um, well, Frank, that was um, that was uh, that was lovely. Um, thank you for thank you for sharing that message with us today, Frank. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for everything you added. And thank you all for for listening. We love you. We pray for you. We hope you will continue to pray for us. And until next time, God bless, and may the force be with you.